What's going on everybody? It's Mike coming at you with the third episode of our second season of The Fly Pod. It's good to be back with you on The Fly Pod today and today's episode will focus on uh, the updates of a season opener and also Steve will be joining me for a player interview to discuss all things quarantine and getting ready for the upcoming season. So just a quick update on the team. Last week we opened up BP on the weekend because in phase three of this uh, Illinois reopening plan, gatherings of 10 or fewer are allowed. So we were able to have some BP and uh, man, it was it was absolutely great to get out there. I know on the first weekend I uh, participated in both Saturday and Sunday and, and got out there and hit, uh, took some fly balls and it was awesome to get out there. But my buddy certainly paid for it the next couple of days. I was beyond sore, but feeling better now. Excited to move to one day of BP per weekend until the season begins. It's going to be more manageable for my body, I think. Uh, but it was great to get out there and see guys and, and be able to hit. You know, Kevin's got some new pieces of equipment that have been really cool in terms of measuring exit velocity off the bat, and he's just got some great tools that have been able to record our BP as well. And I know I was pouring over the, the recording that, that was taking place at the uh, our last BP and some pretty awesome technology that Kevin has. So Kevin, big shout out to you. I uh, hope you all get a chance to see your exit velocity off the bat. It's a pretty cool thing. But BPs will continue each weekend, uh, dependent on weather, picking a day, Saturday or Sunday, where we can get out and hit in Morgan Grove. Uh, and then once the season begins, we'll uh, let those fall off the wayside. But until then, as long as we don't have a certain date and you know we can have gatherings of 10 or fewer, we'll continue to meet for BP. I think it's a great way to stay in shape and man, to get out of the house is, is awesome for sure. Let's turn our attention to the possibility of a season opener. I think everybody's dying to know uh, if and when we're gonna be able to get out there to actually play games in a league format. And the good news is, is that I do uh, solidly believe that we will have one season this year. I think it's going to be a hybrid uh, fall and summer combined league. Uh, we've received official word from the Arlington Heights Park District where Mellis is, nothing from Morton Grove yet. Arlington Heights hopes to play uh, sometime in July or possibly early August to get the league started. And what our leagues are looking at is they're looking at being in phase four. We're currently in phase three. And there's a, you know, numerous different metrics that the state of Illinois is using in order to move into the next phase. The earliest we can move into phase four is June 26th. And you have to look at the past two weeks of data uh, from the CDC and from the state of Illinois. So that's why we can't definitively say when a start date is going to be. My thought is that when we are able to move into phase four, uh, that's when gatherings of 50 or fewer are, are allowed and you're going to see uh, some more businesses start to open. Um, and that will be when a league is feasible. However, a league would then have some considerations, right? Like, for example, no spitting, no handshakes. Um, we might not have to have the luxury of our fans. We love our fans, but uh, we might not be able to have those. I'm not really sure because they have to keep the gatherings under 50 people at that point in phase four. Um, in Morton Grove, that's not as much of a problem. But if you think of Mellis on a you know a summer night, usually you'll have you know four games going on. You have 20 people on uh, each field plus fans. You easily have 100 people at the ballpark. So they would have to figure out how to logistically do that, whether that's staggering start times or reducing the amount of teams. I'm not quite sure. 
But in Warden Grove, uh, you know, if you have a game on field number one, you have, you know, about 20 people playing, plus, you know, fans and umpires might give you a maximum of 30, 35. So we should be good to go over there. But once we enter phase four, there will be some time uh, for the park districts to figure out all of their procedures and protocols for how to safely play and how to implement, uh, you know, new rules and whatnot in terms of social distancing and, and masks and all that. So a lot of information is TBD, but the good news is that the Illinois data is moving in the right direction. Uh, if you look at any of the, um, you know, if you just Google Illinois metrics or Illinois stats for as related to COVID-19, we're moving in the right direction. Uh, and hopefully we can enter phase four as, uh, as early as the end of the month. And then we could really start thinking about getting those leaks going, uh, perhaps in the month of July. I still think August is a more reasonable time frame for that to start. And so we might be looking at an August, September, October, maybe a three months, three month season there. And, and I know all of you and myself certainly would appreciate that uh, better than having no league at all. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, you know, toward the end of the month, be looking for an update from me uh, regarding uh, some more details about potential leaks, but right now that's where we're at. Data is trending in the right direction right now. But if you ever, ever, ever have a question about where we're at, just let me know. And, and generally the trend has been, we don't really know until like, you know, days before the phase will end. So we likely won't know anything till the end of the month about moving to phase four. So fingers crossed for that. I had an opportunity to have a player interview with Steve Reamer via Zoom. Checking in on him on how he's doing during quarantine and what he's been up to and what his thoughts are for the upcoming season. So let's take a listen to that now. All right. And joining me live via Zoom is my guy, Steve Reamer. Steve, how's life been treating you lately? Uh, it's been different. Uh, I, think, I think we can all say that it's been uh, much different than we expected 2020 to be. Uh, a lot of family time, which is good. Um, but I definitely miss uh, the old school life of going to work and uh, just having things to do outside of the four walls of the house. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know you and I are both creatures of routine, and that's been our sh a shock to our system for sure. But it's, it's good to hear from you. And, and those of you listening on the fly pod can't see, but Steve's beard is about double what it normally is right now. So it's, it's looking real good. I've got, uh, I've got your guy uh, up in Colorado to thank for that. I'm uh, going for the Charlie Blackman look. There you go. Yeah, you got, got good motivation over there. It's looking good. Um, so, you know, in the intro, I was talking about uh, the potential of kind of like a hybrid 2020 season, of uh, a combined fall and season. So what are your overall thoughts about, you know, maybe playing a 12-game season this year? Uh, but what are your thoughts about getting out there in 2020? Uh, I mean, I personally would play, you know, when the seasons were supposed to start. And I know I texted you after I think it was the first episode when – you were talking to uh, Alex and Eric about, you know, when when they thought the season was going to happen. And I'm like, hey, man, if you got the word for next week, I'd be in. Um, so I'm, I'm ready to go as soon as as soon as they give the all clear. Which is hopefully sooner than later. But, yeah, I know you, I remember you texting me and saying, like, yeah, I don't care about uh, what's going on. I just I just want to get out there. And, and I agree, man. I can't wait. So, you know, quarantine has been different. As you said, it's been a really weird time period. For me, I know I've learned a lot through it, a lot about myself, but what, what's your biggest life lesson, your biggest takeaway from this time period, would you say? I mean, I think between the, the COVID thing and then uh, things that have happened over the last few weeks, I think we need to all take a step back and just have real conversations with people and get back to, I think, uh, the, the saying is, you know, Mayberry and, you know, you, 
having legitimate conversations with people about you know anything. It doesn't have to be serious. It can be lighthearted things. But I think that that's where you're going to see change start to happen. That's where you're going to see uh, you know people's hearts start to change and and being able to to challenge people, but not challenge them and just wanting them to change, but also look for it in yourself as well. You know, how can you be a better person as well? Right. Yeah. And we, before we started recording this, we were talking about Facebook and just how toxic Facebook could be sometimes, especially with everything going on with the pandemic and everything going on in our country. Um, And yeah, having those conversations, like civil conversations is, is that's how you grow. And I like what you said too, about like, like, okay, like you might differ in opinion with somebody, but you have to also realize like you, you have opinions and they're not all hundred percent correct. Like it could be changed. They could be molded. They could be refined in order to be better. But that, that, yeah, that's a really cool life lesson. And I agree. Like, and I love face-to-face conversation. This, that's what this quarantine has done for me is it's just, you and I are sitting via zoom right now, which is great, but I'd much rather be able to face-to-face talk to you. And it's, it's certainly given, given, given me that appreciation uh, during yeah. this time. I agree. I mean, I think one thing, one thing that's great about Facebook and social media is you're able to connect with people that you wouldn't see face to face normally. But the other problem is, is it forces a disconnect sometimes where you could easily just say your opinion. And if someone doesn't agree, you shut them out. Where if you're in that face to face moment, you can have a discussion and be able to get deeper, whether it's, you know, you're going to come to a solution or whether it's, you're going to just voice your own opinion. You're going to come about it a different way when you're face to face with people versus you know, just sitting behind a computer. Anyone can be tough when you're behind a computer. It's, you know, being humble when you're face-to-face that really shows who you are. Yeah, for sure. You can choose to ignore whatever you want on Facebook. But if, if, if for example, right now I said something that offended you or something that didn't align with your values, you'd have to, um, you'd have to respond to it in a face-to-face conversation or, yeah. or else be really awkward and just sit there and say nothing. But, um, yeah, hey, look at this. First question of the flat pot. We're getting so deep over here. I think this is the deepest we ever got in the flat pot, but I love it. Let's keep it rolling. So not as deep, but I want to ask you, uh, you know, in terms of major sports coming back, what would you think is your preference for what league, if you could only have one league come back, what, what would you have come back right now? Uh, I would pick the National League as a Cubs fan. Uh, <laughs> I think overall sport, it would be it would be baseball. I think just because that's what we play, that's what we love. If this was the 90s, I could see maybe basketball and seeing Jordan, but uh, I'm not as big of a basketball fan in today's era, so definitely uh, definitely baseball. Yeah, I think baseball is you know something we want. I, I see I'm torn on this one because I, I am a current NBA fan, and I, I want to see them finish out the year. Did you watch The Last Dance? Did you get a chance to catch it? I have not, mainly because I don't have ESPN+. Plus, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, man, it, that was like – uh, so so good to to watch and, and fill my sports need but now of course that's over and, and now i'm looking for actual sports to begin so hopefully hopefully baseball will be coming around hopefully uh hopefully basketball and football everything coming around uh, i'll, I'll take day. a i'll take a deep dive on that one too uh think back to september 11th we were in baseball season and that was what unified us as a country it, it helped us kind of escape once we got back to it and i think that Right now, with everything that we've got going on, we need some sort of an escape and something that will bring us together. And I think baseball would also be a great way to do that. Yeah, for sure. Korean baseball isn't cutting it, right? No, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same, for sure. Yeah. And, I, you know, hopefully it sounded like, I mean, it's kind of a foregone conclusion that, like, fans aren't going to be able to be um, back in the stands anytime soon. And, and that's fine. I think we would all much rather just have the leagues back 
and be able to watch everything, you know, streaming or, or whatever, just as long as they're back. So, yeah, here's hoping that that, that happens soon. And, and we were talking beforehand about, um, you know, the distance we would travel in order to play softball because we had talked to, you know, I know some guys, I know Billy was playing tournaments in Wisconsin already. I don't know how that happened. They're, they're already wide open. I actually just got a text from my cousin inviting me down to Florida saying that Florida completely has, you know, Throwing coronavirus to the wind. So they're, work, they're working on little league stuff, I think, down there too. So yes. So he invited me out for a vacation. I'm like, man, in Illinois, I can like, yeah. you got to wear a mask everywhere. It's, it's pretty, pretty tight up here. Um, but how far would you drive to commute, like on a consistent basis for a season? How far would you drive? I know you come from Mundelein, which is pretty far. But how yeah. how far would you you drive to to play? I mean, I'm close enough to a highway where I could I could myself justify going up to Wisconsin or even Indiana because I know they're open up. I think if we were to find something like that, I would hope that it was like a double header yeah. uh, each night that would make it a little bit more worth our while going up for one game, especially when you have that one game and you know all teams do, but we've had it where you come out and you're just flat and you get beat 32 to one. And it's like, well, I drove 75 miles for this. It's no fun. But at least if you have a second game to, you know, maybe jump back from, makes it a little bit easier. So, yeah. And that's not something the floods are really exploring right now. However, probably about three weeks ago, I had the thought of like, Oh man, should I like start looking for, you know, out of town opportunities for us to play, but it's seemingly seemingly more and more uh, possible and feasible that we'll get something going in Illinois. So that's what we would prefer. But yeah, I think, I think it all depends. I think given this time period, I, I drive quite a while. I mean, I don't, I, it's what I love to do. So I don't, I don't mind driving, but yeah, Wisconsin, Indiana, if you, Certainly fun to play in a different state, see what the culture's like over there, uh, softball wise. Um, so what what's a position that I mean you're you're a solid gold glove first baseman, uh, taking our, our our right side of the infield, uh, defending it really well. But what's a position that you generally don't get to play that you would love to hone your skills in or just be really good at? Um, I would love to not be left handed, so I'd have the option of taking third base or shortstop from Carlos or Eric. Nice. As weird as that is, because those guys are so good, uh, I enjoy being part of every play. So getting, you know, getting the ball hit to, to you from the right-handers more often uh, would be, I would say, enjoyable. But I know that I've talked with Alex after games that he's been beat up at third, and it's like, I don't want the ball hit to me. So I, I say that now, but if I were ever put in that spot, you know, after an inning of, you know, four or five guys hitting it at me, that might change. Yeah, yeah, hot corner over there. But, yeah, I, I remember that when we, we played like a year, some co-ed softball, it didn't go very well, weren't very successful. Uh, it was a bunch of fun. But I remember that you would love to go to the left side of the infield. It was always so funny to see you feel the ground ball and turn your body like, you know, 180 degrees, fire it over to first. Uh, but I, I, you did pretty well with the, the situation you have with being left-handed. But, yeah, it kind of limits you in terms of where you can play on the infield. Um, but, you know, you, you've shown versatility too. Gerb and I were just talking about you and your outfield prowess and being able to play a little outfield too uh, for the flies. So um, yeah, we'll see. I, you know, I, I would always love to see you pitch too. The last time you pitched, I think was against, nah, was it against LOB or picked off way back in the day? I, I think it was, remember. I think it was only LOB and that game didn't necessarily end the, the greatest, but I, I think that uh, that team lends itself to uh, some bad blood with us. So yeah, some frustrations don't really miss those guys, but we'll hopefully see him soon. The, the next part I want to transition to is an idea that Mike Stein had in our last episode of our first season. 
and I'll call it, I don't know, I got to think of a, a, a name for this. I was thinking about mentality or maybe situation. Uh, I don't know. Well, that's a working title. We'll have to figure something better. But I want to ask you a scenario and get your two cents about when you're playing, what, what goes through your mind and what are you thinking about? So the first situation in terms of what is your mentality when you come up and you lead off an inning? Leading off an inning, the only the only time that it would change is if you're leading off a game. I have the the baseball mindset when you're leading off a game, you want to take a pitcher to take a strike at least, um, so that way the guys behind can kind of see, you know, is the pitcher throwing with a high arc? Is he is he throwing spin to it? Stuff like that. Um, after you get past that first inning, I think it's just a matter of coming up, getting a good pitch, and getting on base. I know we got guys who who love to. Uh, to kill the ball, you got James who can put it into the pool if he really, if he really tries. Uh, if we're playing in Morton Grove, hit it however far you can. I think when we're playing at Mellis, it, it's obviously a different mindset. You, you don't want to hit it over the fence if you can help it with nobody on base because it's a waste of a home run. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just coming up, getting on, trying to find a gap more so, um, making it so that the, the outfield has to quickly get to the ball. If you can get a double off of it, great. Um, it, it takes that, you know, double play option or at least the force at second away if there's a ground ball. And I, I agree with what you said in terms of like, if you're leading off and you start the game, you need to take pitches because I mean, I've, I've pitched a little bit and James and Tom can speak more to this, but I know that there's, if you can't throw a strike from a pitching perspective, a mental perspective, and you can't find the zone, you're totally bailing somebody out if you go up and swing at the first pitch because the pitcher wants to come up there and throw a first pitch strike. And so, um, but leading off an inning is different. And this past fall, I was put in the leadoff spot and I, I took every first pitch for about three fourths of the season. That, that was not a good idea because I found myself in too many two strike counts. And then I would maybe wouldn't see another good pitch. But once I started to change my mentality of when I lead off the game, I have, I, I always take the first pitch. But beyond that, all bets are off. Like you said, if you have a good pitch to hit, hit it, I think is a really good mentality. And looking for a gap and getting a second base is, is huge. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that getting on base ahead of, um, you know, the great hitters on our team, they're just going to drive us in. What about your mentality with two strikes? And now i got to crack a joke that you generally don't get to two strikes because you like to swing at uh, the first pitch that is given to you. But if you do find yourself with two strikes, what are you thinking in the box? Just put the ball in play. Uh, I mean, it's it's a cookie-cutter saying, but especially with some of the teams that we play, how many times have we seen a guy's hit a ground ball and the, the infielder boots it? Like, yeah. it, it happens all the time. We're not playing all-stars with every team. Um, typically, when I go up to bat, I try to aim for just over the infielder's head uh, and under the outfielder's feet in the grass. So just putting a line drive that way, it changes – slightly when it comes to I try to sit back a little bit more so that way I have the middle to go if I want uh, versus just trying to pull the ball uh, but yeah just just make contact don't strike out <laughs> no. don't strike I mean, especially out. especially when we're playing uh, picked off I mean their guy can throw the thing you know to the space shuttle and, and land it over the plate and it's you know just make contact and see what happens so I agree put the ball in play two strikes that's what you gotta do unfortunately I wish we had Unlimited foul balls, that would be awesome, but we don't. We get, uh, you know, we have our limit. What is going to be, let's say that the world just went back to normal in terms of the pandemic. You can go anywhere, you can go out to eat, you can go chill somewhere. What would be the first thing you do when we get normal back? 
Uh, it would probably, in an ideal situation, would be to get a group of guys, probably most of the flies, uh, maybe hit up some Gene and Jude, stand in line for a couple of hot dogs, and then go catch a, a Cubs game down at Wrigley would probably be the, the best scenario. Yeah, I mean, thinking about getting 40,000 people together seems like, man, <laughs> I don't know, but I, I agree that that would be pretty sweet to go and get to take in a ball game. That's one thing I'm sad about this summer because generally in the summer I travel to, you know, go on a road trip and see a ballpark and that's just not happening this year. So, but I mean, everybody's in the same boat. It's not like it's my personal situation. It's kind of a, a global thing going on, but yeah, catching a ball game in the summer sounds awesome. Well, Steve, it's been great having you on the fly pod today. Any final words for the flies out there? Uh, I think we're close guys. I think we we're, we're seeing BP come back, which is a good first step. I was not able to make it out last week and, Sadly, won't make it out this week, but uh, I, we're, we're getting there. Um, I know we're all getting antsy to get out of the house and, and do things, and, and hopefully we get baseball back sometime, sadly, I say in July. But at this point, I'll take July versus not playing at all. For sure. Well, Steve, thanks for coming on, man. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Fly Pod, and a big thanks to Steve for making the time to be the special player guest interview. Uh, moving forward, we'll release a Fly Pod toward the end of the month with some updates, uh, but I did want to let the team know that we have officially ordered our head bus, which I'm really excited about. I think they're going to turn out great with the fly and uh, our uh, custom numbers on them. Uh, I do have some extras ordered, and I have enough to offer up something special here, so uh, for the first two listeners that have made it this far in the FlyPod, if you text me the word FlyPod, I'll make sure that I get an extra head buff reserved for you uh, in the coming order. So that means if you've ordered one, you would get an extra one. There wouldn't be a custom number, uh, but it would be still something cool to have. So again, if you made it this far in the FlyPod, text me the word FlyPod so I know you're with me. And I'll be happy to give you one of those head buffs. All right, guys. Well, take care. Take it one day at a time. We'll get through this pandemic together. And as always, go flies. I work the pen to make the ink transform on any particular surface the pen lands on. I care if it's hands on. What's the beef? The coolie high code chiefs. High post techniques. I drape off poetic landscapes and shapes. Illustrate the paper space off the pens that paint. Then design what happened. National Geographic, the magic with tailor-made status and plus flavor that's automatic. Uh.